I don't like getting speeding tickets, and I know you don't either. No one does, of course, and I've had one or two in my life. I think we all have had them along the way. In fact, you know, in Europe, uh, there are about 30 European, actually, and Latin American countries that levy penalties using an in- income-graduated or day-fine model. Uh, basically, under the system, people who break the law pay a fine equivalent to a percentage of their income rather than a flat fee. So I guess uh, an, based on this legislation in Europe, if you're a high-income earner making $150,000 a year and you got caught speeding, you're paying a $125 fine. Uh, if you're somebody making $30,000 a year and you get hit with a speeding ticket, you're also paying $125 um, dollars for, the, for that very fine. Well, New Westminster uh, is hoping to open up that conversation with other communities about bringing equity to traffic enforcement here in B.C., uh, City Council approved a motion by the mayor, uh, Patrick Johnston, and they want to bring uh, that uh, motion to the UBCM, the Union of BC Municipalities, and eventually, hopefully, uh, they believe there'll be a province-wide implementation of uh, traffic enforcement in BC that would bring some sort of equity. Well, joining me now to talk a little bit about traffic fines based on income is Daniel Fontaine. He is a New Westminster City Councillor. Daniel, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me on. Uh, first of all, your thoughts on this motion? Well, I have many thoughts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Are you supportive of something like this? No. So just to be to right off the top, I, I did not support it. Neither did my colleague, uh, Councillor Paul Minhas. The two of us were the only two who uh, voted against uh, this motion. And for a number of different reasons, uh, Jazz, it is flawed on so many fronts. Um, uh, and I'll start, first of all, by saying that, you know, when you look at what we've done within just the city of New Westminster. And if the mayor was really interested in bringing equity to fines, I looked um, up and down to see if he, in his past eight years as a formerly as a city councillor, had brought forward any motions to provide equity for jaywalking fines or for um, other nuisance property fines or any other fines that we've got. And there is not a single motion that I could find from the mayor in terms of providing equity for city fines, but Yet we were debating a motion uh, earlier this week about uh, requesting the province change uh, uh, its provincial fine system for speeding tickets. And I, I just think it's it's flawed on multiple fronts. But doesn't it on paper make sense, though? Some, some guy uh, driving a Ferrari gets hit with, a, let's say, excessive speeding and $500 fine. Uh, he, he or she can afford that. But somebody uh, that is not making that income, $30,000, $40,000 a year, gets hit with the same fine. Uh, it seems to work in other countries. Well, I guess you have to go back to how it's actually going to be applied. So there is the principle and the concept of how this has been worked up perhaps um, in the halls of academia as to how this will be applied on the street and then there's the practical side of it. So we know, uh, Jazz, there have been many reports of uh, fairly wealthy uh, individuals who are living within, the, for example, the Metro Vancouver area whose income, uh, according to the CRA, um, is zero. So but yet they're driving Ferraris and very expensive vehicles. So if we were to implement this system perversely, it would probably lower their speeding ticket fines from whatever they're getting down to zero because their income is zero. So when you move to this income-based model versus, for example, an asset-based model, um, not that I'm, propo- uh, I'm a proponent of that either, but if you look at the, the actual income model, I mean, one can only imagine the bureaucracy that it's going to take um, and the invasive nature of everybody having to provide their T4 slips at the roadside 
um, to be able to determine what type of fine it's going to be. And the other thing, Jazz, which is really important, I think is the outcome. What are we trying to do with this? And, and are we actually, is, is this evidence-based? And the mayor keeps talking about, you know, motions coming forward to council should be evidence-based. He didn't provide any evidence. Um, he cited some other countries that are implementing this, but he did not provide any evidence to show that implementing the model that he's proposing would actually reduce the number of people speeding on the streets. And that, to me, is of the biggest interest as to whether or not this will actually, when applied, will actually work. And I'm not convinced that it will. Yeah, you raise a very good point. Uh, you know, if you're pulled over, uh, would the uh, officer have access to uh, data uh, that would provide them a broad sense of what your income is? I think that would be of concern to people, number one. Um, and I guess, secondly... If you're, let's say, um, uh, somebody making $30,000 a year and you're a person that just uh, is a poor driver, uh, you're inconsiderate on the road, you'd love to speed and you do not care, why should you get uh, um, a smaller uh, fine based on your income when clearly your behavior, which is being judged, is poor? And I know a rich person, the same. I could say the same thing with somebody who's making a high mm-hmm. income. It's behavior at the end of the day that we want to change. And how do you change that if you're just a poor driver and you happen to have a low income? Well, that's precisely the point that I was trying to make in council this week, that if you, you know, as I said in council, you know, that the fines have to be so astronomically high for, for wealthy people, people who are driving Ferraris and actually have income to pay for it. Um, you know, you have to have a, a fine that's so astronomically high that I, I'm not a lawyer, um, Jazz, but I would suspect if that fine were brought into any kind of court, it'll be thrown out because the judge will say, it's not commensurate with the, what you've done. If you're, you know, speeding 20, 30 kilometers over the speed limit, there's no judge in this country who's going to say a 20000 or $30,000 fine is going to apply. Then you look at the other side of, this, of the um, economic spectrum at the lower end. What we're doing is lowering the fine. So we're telling uh, wealthy people that, you know, you're going to pay more, but they likely can afford it because that's what being wealthy is all about. And then at the bottom end of the spectrum, you're saying to people, well, we're going to charge you less. So you may have a five, ten, fifteen dollar fine for speeding. So again, going back to the outcomes, mm-hmm. how are we actually going to reduce the number of people speeding? And uh, you know, as I as I've said numerous times in the last few days about this, if you want to not pay the fine altogether, well, then just don't speed, and then you don't have to worry about paying any fine, regardless of your income. Um, in regards to the city itself, now obviously they want to go to the UBCM, a motion, then you try to lobby the provincial government to, to implement this. Um, are, is the city itself uh, looking at any fines within the city where they can income test it? No, absolutely not. And that's precisely <laughs> what I said earlier this week. Jazz, we have literally hundreds and hundreds of fines that we issue every single day in the city of New Westminster, everything from parking fines to, like I said, jaywalking, etc. I have not, and I have looked, I have not found a single directive and a single motion that, that Mayor Johnstone and his community first colleagues have brought forward to council, which would apply this kind of equitable lens to uh, fines. Now, I'm not saying that that's not coming, uh, that may, this may be the first step, they may want to apply that, but can you imagine uh, the process within the city of New Westminster if every single fine we issued was based on your income? Uh, I don't know. I just don't see it as being practical. It, 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 I, actually, to be honest, I wasn't even sure if it was a bit of a joke when it was brought forward to council, because in Saanich, when this motion was brought forward, 
at least the Saanich Council, mm-hmm. had the uh, understanding to not second the mayor's motion. So it didn't even it didn't even go up for debate. It was he brought it forward and it died on the order paper. Unfortunately, in New Westminster, not only did it get seconded, it received five votes out of seven votes in council, and actually is now moving up the chain through to the province of British Columbia for consideration, which is incredible. Uh, I guess if you let's just say this were to pass and you've convinced the UBCM, you've convinced the provincial government, it becomes, it's implemented. What's to stop the next question being, well, New Westminster, uh, why stop at traffic fines? What about the community centre? Um, I believe my kids, uh, I, I make a 30,000 year income and I think I should be paying less to use the local pool uh, or whatever um, service is offered. And, and I'm not saying that the city doesn't and many municipalities do have various uh, opportunities to charge less. But it, it, once you start something like this, it's going to cascade into other programs potentially. Well, two-tier ticketing is, uh, as I refer to it, two-tier ticketing uh, will will not stop at the uh, speeding ticket. So if this gets implemented, I can assure you that two-tier ticketing will be happening throughout um, the city of New Westminster. If if the mayor, uh, and it, remember, it was the mayor that brought this forward, not a city councillor, it was actually the mayor. And so if, if the mayor is interested in two-tier ticketing, um, I, I can only imagine the work it's going to take for staff to... Uh, determine how we're going to actually implement this in the city of New Westminster. And perhaps other cities will take it on. I don't know. I know it's not something I would support. I, I think, you know, the reason you have tickets and you have fines is to deter behavior that you don't want to encourage. And I think that when you start lowering these tickets um, and lowering the fees and, and everyone is not treated equally when it comes to the actual fine itself, I think we open up ourselves to potential court challenges and we open up ourselves to a lot of people saying, like you just said, our whole fine system would have to be reformed and revised and, and uh, based on income. And I just don't see how that's practical. Yeah, very interesting, very interesting <laughs> debate, that's for sure. Daniel, thank you for your time. Thanks for having me on.